Welcome to a special episode of the Rinks and Great Park Guys podcast. I'm your host, DJ, a uh, member of the Rinks and Great Park Guys marketing team. And uh, today we have a special guest, uh, Jeff Plush, who's the uh, Chief Executive Officer of USA Curling um, and has over 25 years of experience in sports and live entertainment um, and bringing his talents to the curling world in uh, 2020. Uh, how's it going, Jeff? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's going well, DJ. Thanks for having me. Excited to, to be on with you and excited to come out and, and be in your lovely part of the world in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice. I think, are you guys located in Minnesota? We are headquartered in Minneapolis, yeah. Minneapolis, okay. And then I, I commute from Denver as well. So that's kind of where I, so all good markets, but we get a little snow. So maybe you guys wouldn't love it as much, so. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like we'd like a little precipitation now and then. It's a little little yeah. warm, little dry, but plus you're um, still and, hockey guys, so yeah. Still, so spend most of the time in the cold, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, how's uh, how's the year been so far? As things open back up, and I just want to know, like, if there's any other events that have been going on or competitions that have been leading up to this. Yeah, you know, we're we're currently in the middle of our of our junior nationals up here in Minneapolis and Chaska, um, which is going going really well. Um, we just finished our national team camp, which is both on ice and off and some, you know, just some business stuff and, and training stuff that went really well um, to just kick off the year. Um, things are opening up in some places. Things are shutting back down in others. So it's a little bit complex for all of us. But but I think we've all had such a um, such a crazy last 18 months that we've all gotten better at dealing with it um, and and probably a little bit more positivity still. So we're excited about this year, knowing that it's still going to have some, some complexities and some limitations to it, I think, but um, we've got a lot going on. We've got Olympic trials, as you know, coming back to, to great park guys in in October and then our men's and women's trials in Omaha in November and then Beijing. So um, a a really packed six months for, for those of us in the winter sport world. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's pretty cool that we get this like preliminary event and then, uh, going into the like the olympic trials and then it's crazy to think that like we just had um like the summer olympics and then going into winter so we get kind of like a back-to-back with that yeah Um, it's a twofer it's 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 and i feel for our friends at the u.s olympic committee who were so busy going from one to the next right away um but but it's also it's exhilarating and so it's gonna be a lot of fun for all of us and as you know this event was supposed to happen a year ago which we had to cancel because of covid so we're just thrilled to be coming and being able to do it in um and we'll learn some stuff and hopefully your marketplace is excited about both this and the trials in october awesome and um like what's the the energy level excitement leading up to like is this the first big i guess international event like competition for you guys going yeah into things it's the first event we've had um, with meaningful competition since international competition since we went to the world championships in April. Uh, we had our national championships just domestic in, in May, which is great. Um, but so, yeah, for our teams to be able to come to a, a beautiful part of the world and your fantastic facility, but play in really meaningful competition, that's exciting, both exciting, but also um, purposeful, right? As you start to train and trying to get up, um, raise the level of your, of your game for important competitions coming up. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, we're excited to have it. Um, we have like a local curling club that's out of it, but this would be the first, um, I think it's the first international competition in California, uh, for curling, at least Southern California. Um, yeah, so that's exciting for us too. We've got a Orange County curling club that, that you guys know well in that, in that building and in, in the Irvine, Anaheim area. 
Um, but also we just launched a new uh, center called Southern California Curling Center up closer to Los Angeles and Vernon. Um, and so, yeah, there's some, we got real traction in, in your market, which is obviously a, a huge market for everything, but especially a media market. So we're, um, we're trying to put a flag in the ground in Southern California. So we're, we're happy to be a, a home for that and trying to get that going. Good. Thank um, you. You're talking about training. And I just, for me, I'm not too well-versed in curling. So I just like, what's the training like for the athletes, um, off season and then leading into like actual competition. Um, yeah, it- look, I think a couple of things like, like all sports, but I, I think people maybe um, don't fully realize our athletes are fit that, you know, um, they, they, they're taking care of themselves, all the things that goes into physical fitness, nutrition, mental, um, you know, sleep, all the things that, that any 21st century serious athlete has to be cognizant of these days. Um, and so a lot of time spent in the summer when they're not on ice, just being, being really in tune, um, and, and their bodies have, you know, it's a grind when you're playing two, three draws a day, nine, 10 days in a row for the nationals, nationals or worlds that, that takes a heavy toll on, on a lot of your muscles, but you know, back hips. So it's so a lot of flexibility stuff as well as strength. And then we're still ice, right? I think the good news yeah. is with facilities like yours, you know, these new buildings, the ice is fantastic year round. Um, and so, so especially when there's not a lot of humidity, that's the one yeah. challenge is, is trying to deal with that. But so, so they're able to get some good ice training, um, in the, in the twin cities in particular. Um, but Denver where we have an event coming up next week, we have great ice this time of year. So, um, more and more, they're able to spend time both on and off the ice year round. That's good. Now that makes sense when you think about it and like, and watch the sport. I try to like during the Olympics, watch it. And, um, just because like I'm into ice sports and like the right. curi- curiosity of it and seeing like flexibility for sure. It looks like it plays a part. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, is it the lead that one that, uh, like, I guess shoots the stone. Um, the, the lead's the first one. So, yeah. so yeah, four different players. And obviously the skip is the, is running the team and, um, and really leading the strategy. And I think that's, I think the key is that, um, as we get more people watching it, what's fascinating, the more you watch it, the more you realize how complex it really is. And, 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 um, which makes it more exciting. And, and like any sport, I think part of it is getting people first engaged and then keeping them hooked and getting them engaged to learn more and educate them so that they know how to watch it and better understand it. And, and so we're still in that part of the process. I think we've, we've got the American marketplaces now properly fascinated, right? Which is awesome. Now we have to get them to understand the sport better. And so um, myself included, right? So I'm still relatively new as well to the sport. So I think it's, there's a lot more to be done. And um, I think anytime you have the best athletes in the world competing in a meaningful way for gold medals or world championships, that's compelling. And I think, um, and our partners at NBC do a fantastic job of telling that story. And, um, and so, you know, compelling human competition is, is fun, whether that's curling, certainly standing up playoffs, we've seen it all. It's, it's, uh, your, your fans know this very well. So. Yeah. I would say when I've watched it, like getting drawn into it and there is like a complexity and like finesse to, um, making certain plays. And I know, uh, like the ice surface is like textured, I guess. So when it you're, is. when they're, yeah. it's, like, um, using it's the broom, pe- they're yeah. creating like a trail. Yeah. It's pebbled and it's, um, which is, is fascinating. So the, the, that's part of the effort is you take 
already great ice that you guys have for your NHL team, but then having to change it for curling ice so that the stone does its job and, um, and the amount of curl that they want to, to be able to play, um, play the game at a high level and um, to really separate the town, right. The, the more curl, the, the more the cream rises to the top. So, yeah. Um, and so it's, it's uh, there is a, a level of nuance to the sport, um, but what I still love about it too, it's a global sport, right? It's and it's it's one of the oldest sports from the 1500s. So I think there's a lot of there's a lot of tradition and history, and um, all coupled with sportsmanship and and uh, in a global platform. So um, there's a lot more that I'm excited about that we're going to be able to do with our sport in this country. And and at the same time, we're looking to be successful globally, and we're the defending gold medalists um, in the Olympics, which we're thrilled by, and they're coming, Team Schuster. Um, and we're the reigning bronze medalists in the women's side from the world championships with team Peterson, who's coming also. So it's our, our reigning uh, top two teams. And we, uh, we're excited to, to bring this level of competition to your market. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it's always, uh, exciting having Olympic athletes come, uh, to our facility. We've had like the women's national team, uh, for hockey there. Yeah. Um, we have, uh, Olympic figure skating, uh, competitors that train out of there, um, so it's always like a pleasure and a privilege to have like that caliber of athlete. And uh, for me personally, be able to see it up close because watching it on TV, I feel like you have an appreciation appreciation for it, but actually getting to see um, it in person gives it a whole new perspective. Well, and we, we saw it the last couple of weeks, right? The, the spirit of Olympism is real and that, that yes, competing at the highest level and wanting to win for yourself, your country, your, your, your training partners and staff, that all matters. Um, but that collaboration and, and kinship with the other countries is real also. And I think that's what makes international competition so much fun, uh, but, and so competitive, which we see, yeah. you know, in every sport. And obviously I'm, I'm good friends with the, my, my colleagues that run USA hockey and US figure skating, which you're familiar with. And, um, and it's exciting. It's exciting to be our time now that Tokyo is, is accomplished and, and job well done by everyone. Um, now, now the focus gets to be on the winter sports. And so we're excited to have our opportunity and, um, team USA is, is, is primed, I think, to have a really successful Beijing Olympic. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Um, transition a little bit. So for people that don't know the sport, um, as much, um, can you give us like a rundown, like basic rules, um, terminology that for someone trying to get in can have a, I guess, a quicker head start to knowing like exactly what's going on or get the yeah look i mean i think um the the terminology is is um elaborate i guess to start to say the least and there's um there's um there's ends right so it's 10 ends instead of almost think of it like innings right so okay. um and that's how the game gets broken up the the important component of it is is called hammer which um hammer's last rock so the the last rock of the end which is, as you can imagine, is incredibly important. So, yeah. um, and and becomes more important as the game goes on. Obviously, as you're looking to to either hold on to the lead, or if you're behind, you really need to to make hay with that. So, um, and you know, you know, eight stones per end. So, I think you see you see the early stones being thrown or setting up the end and trying to set up what you're trying to accomplish. And the skips calling it all. And which I love about our game. Um, is that interaction is real, happening in real time, all mic'd up. And so if you're a fan of sport, just generally, that doesn't happen that much, right? We yeah. hear, you'll hear an NFL quarterback um, barking out the signals, but you don't hear really interaction about, hey, we're going to run this play right now. This is what we're trying to accomplish. I think that's really fun 
um, and makes our sport um, unique. And, and also because you're able to see people's faces, there's no helmets, there's no, there's, there's nothing guarding them between you and the fans. So you're just able to get real proximity to what's going on in the ice. And so um, I, I think the, the general consumer um, that's watching on TV or coming out to, to Great Park Ice next or two weeks from now, um, it'll just be, it'll be fascinating to watch that and realize that, that every stone matters, right? It's yeah. they're setting something up and it's very strategic. It's a little bit like golf and that one shot leads to the next leads to the next. And so, um, I think those are kind of some of the basics just to be keeping in mind. And then, but I'll tell you, there's terminology. I listen to some of my you know coaches say things that I have no idea what they're talking about. So I still have, uh, I still have plenty to learn myself. That's awesome. I would say like, now you're bringing up like the skip, like saying stuff and I'm a, a fan of all like behind the scenes stuff with sports. Um, so it is unique to have like a live, uh, wait, is it a draw? Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, oh, I've learned when in doubt, just use the word draw. That okay. seems to work for a lot of different things in curling. So, um, um but yeah, but yeah, no, the, the, yeah, the skip is, um, it's fascinating. And John Schuster in particular is very talkative. Um, and so, um, which is fun. And, and part of it is, is that interplay between himself and the, and his teammates. And, and I think a little bit of it just for his own, he's working it out in his mind, what he wants to do just confirming what he wants to do. And I think that's, it's fun to watch that happen in real time. And, um, and then for them to pull it off too. Right. So it's one thing to, to vision it. It's another thing to execute it. And at this level, you're talking, you know, quarter inch is the difference between making a shot and missing it and winning and not winning. And so it's, it's across 150 feet, right? It's, it's, um, there's a, a very, very special talent to be able to compete at this level. Um, and that's true of any Olympic sport, but, but just as much for ours as anyone else. Yeah. I'd say, and then just like touching on the, like, I feel like there's a, like an intimacy because it's like cameras can be a little bit closer. You're hearing them speak. You get to know, I feel like you can get to know a player or a, a member of the team, like a lot quicker than other sports where they're, so far away and you're only getting like a commentator's perspective absolutely um, so I, think a, helps. I think that's the the um, perfect word there is that intimacy that is is a lot of fun um and then you find out that that our athletes are how accessible and approachable they are and how um and how passionate they are because you know, look this is still a sport that they're doing more for the love than anything else right there's not there's not nearly enough money in the sport yet um we're working on that. That needs to, that needs to be enhanced over time for, for certain, but you've got, you know, we've got doctors and nurses that'll be out there. We've got um, people that have other jobs or own other businesses. And so they're, they're out there for the love of the game and wanting to still build it. And I think that's certainly, I know I appreciate all of their hard work to help us achieve what we're trying to achieve long-term. And, um, but it's easy to fall in love with, with them, right? They're the types of, of athletes you can get really excited as a sport. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I guess leading into that, like you're bringing up, uh, the team Schuster, um, won the gold medal, uh, 2018 and then, uh, the women's team won bronze. I'd say those probably are the, like the storylines or teams to, to follow or look out for, uh, in this competition. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, so it's, it's, um, it's two great teams. Um, and then our mixed doubles team of, of Chris Plies and Vicky Persinger as well, who won our national championship in Mar- in May. Um, and so we're, we're we're bringing our, our best. And, um, and I think, you know, the Southern California sports community should be excited about that anyway. And then people that already know a little bit about curling are going to know that these are the best 
um, the best we have right now. And it doesn't mean that there aren't, we've got other teams that are chomping at their heels. So they have to come there and not only try and play well for this competition, but to keep, keep getting better because, um, because neither one of them competed in our nationals. So we have different national yeah. champions this year. So team Dropkin, team Christensen. Um, so it's an exciting time for our, for our sport in our country um, and, and globally. But I think we're looking to, to create a leadership position in the sport. And that it's one thing to say it, we have to go do it. And, and yeah. so I'm excited about the future. That's awesome. Yeah. I think, I mean, anytime you get to compete uh, internationally is exciting and especially leading up to the Olympic year, I think it'll only bring out, uh, the competition more because I feel like there's only so many meaningful um, competitions left before it's like the real deal. It is. And that, you know, with that brings, it certainly brings enhanced excitement. If you're a fan, it brings pressure if you're an athlete. Um, and I'm a big believer that you, you lean into the pressure, right? You got to embrace it because they've earned the right to be in these roles, yeah. right? So they, they, they can handle it. And, um, and so we're excited about how, how they're going to do and how we're going to do as a country and um, knowing that it's, you know, it's, it's tight margins, right? The difference between winning and losing in most sports at an elite level is very tight. So I think that's where you really have to tip your cap to that world-class athlete. You see it in swimming. We're talking, you know, hundreds of a second between winning a medal and not that's, that's hard to stomach if you're on the wrong side of that. So the perseverance and resiliency that these athletes show on a, on an Olympic level is, is something to be really proud of. Well, that's awesome. And I'm for sure um, a lot more excited uh, about the event and looking forward to seeing you guys in a couple of weeks. Um, I appreciate you coming on and uh, taking some time out of your day uh, to talk curling with us and giving our, our listeners and followers uh, a little bit more insight on uh, USA curling uh, and the sport in general. Uh, but yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thank you, DJ. Thanks for having me. Look forward to seeing you in person in a couple of weeks and thanks for all the support of your, uh, of your listeners.